everyone, and welcome to the Geek Remix Pod... Take off your headphones. Okay. Geek Remix Podcast. To the Geek Remix Podcast. Return of the Podcast, Episode 2. Hello. Hello. They're not going to be episoded anymore. I'm just going to put titles. Okay. So people won't know so how shameful this is. They'll just get confused? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So. Well, if you're listening to this on the RS... On the... <clears throat> on your podcast app, it's all there. It's fine. Yep. I mean, you don't know if you got them all in order, and you don't know if you listen to all of them. You'll never know. You'll never know. There's no way of knowing. Okay, most people don't have that thing that you do, where you think it's like collecting Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Stacey likes to go through her podcast app and meticulously mark off what she's listened to and what she's not listened to. I get really stressed out if I've listened to something and it hasn't checked off. Like, I, they can't even show up in the feed. I have it so that it removes them if I've listened to them. So they're, like... They're gone. They're gone. But now, if what if there's stuff there now? You, there's no way of knowing. We'll never know. And now... Okay. And now, okay, so... News. Have you watched Star Trek Discovery at all? No. I will give you one spoiler. I don't care about spoilers. I hear it's too action-y. There is a gay kiss. I heard, I saw a tweet about it, how people were, like, really upset about it, which is, like, whatever, dude. It's kind of fun. Well, it's funny to me that people would be upset because there's actually, like, a pretty long history of Star Trek. Not having, like, gay kisses, but, like, covering, like, gay stuff. They've had a lot of lesbian kisses, but now that there's a gay kiss... They've had lesbian kisses. They had a whole episode where, where, which was like a metaphor for the AIDS crisis. They Um, had the genderless one. Yeah, the non-binary species. Normally, see, the thing is, I think that people are like, whoa, is because normally when Star Trek covers gay stuff, they do it through a lens of like sci-fi like aliens and, you know, like it's not racism. It's like... It's... Ferengi. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a Ferengi kissing another male Ferengi? Yeah. (laughs) But this time it's, no, it's like two human dudes and they kiss and it's like a really, it's it's a nice moment. I actually kind of... It's 2017. Of course Star Trek is going to have gay shit in it. Get over it. I kind of, I kind of like Discovery, actually. Once I got, once I got like into it. Um, another big difference from the other um, series, like all the other series, focus on like the leader person. Mm-hmm. So you have like Jean Luc Picard or Captain Kirk or like Cisco, Janeway. They're all like the leader, and this focuses on somebody who's not. Like they are still. What are they like? Uh, what science division or something? I forget what their actual title is. Um, I think that, yeah, they might be, like, a science officer or something. Like, there's still, like, a strong, like, leader captain in the series. Mm -hmm. But the main crux of the show is around this other person. Mm. Um, I did really get a kick out of how some... Did you see the article that was written where it was like, it's the first, like, Star Trek that focuses on a black person. And everyone was like, Deep Space Nine. like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. What an idiot. (laughs) I know. Oh, whatever. And, like, every every person who actually watches Star Trek was like, idiot. Oh, my God. 
But it, it does focus on a black woman, which is different. Oh, that is different. Yeah. I just, like... <coughs> are people, who's upset? Who is a Star Trek fan who gets upset about stuff like that? Because Star Trek, the whole thing is basically social justice warrior, the TV show. Yeah. Like, it's not, like... And I'm not saying, like, this game, this show is for just social justice warriors. It's just, like, it's always been something that pushed the line. Well, they had they had forward. the first interracial kiss on television in the original series. Yeah, Ahura was one of the first fe- uh, first black characters on TV. It's just yeah. a, a recurring black character who wasn't like a stereotype. Her job was <laughs> who wasn't just, literally like the ma- the maid. Yeah, she was <laughs> uh, a contributing member to the pit or whatever cockpit or whatever. I don't know to, to the pit Co- to the pit. <laughs> The pit, the pit of sorrow. To command or whatever, and yeah. she was good at her job and all this other stuff, and she was beautiful and all these things. So if I just, who are the, are these actual fans? <laughs> are you an actual fan <laughs> if you don't support this gay kiss? But like, I'm wondering because I really feel like the core Star Trek fandom is a really accepting community because of the way Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. Next generation, the first season, dudes were walking around in dress. Cis dudes were walking around in dresses mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be so far in the future that who cares? Yeah, uh, they did change that though. Yeah, but then later, Worf complains about their dress uniforms looking like dresses, and then Riker says that's pretty archaic. Worf. Oh, I there's <laughs> there, there were a couple really good moments like that in TNG where. Do you remember where, um, that episode where Riker has to, like, dress in that, like, really revealing outfit? And yeah, he was he, into it. And, <laughs> and Troy and Crusher are like, oh my god, that's so weird looking. And he's like, excuse me, I am an emissary to this group of people, and I will dress like they do because I am a professional. As he's wearing this, like... Half shirt, like, like figure purple. skater outfit. Yeah, he was wearing a figure <laughs> skater outfit. It's literally a figure skater outfit with no shirt. I know it was great, and I loved it. It's amazing. It was so good. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, but I think that it's great that the, that the show is like continuing to progress. You know? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Oh, it does Doctor Crush? Is she actually a lesbian? Because the slug she's dating is inside of a woman now. Like, yeah. She or was like, dating a slug. <laughs> and then and then there was the episode with um Jedzia Dax, who who again, it's like the Trill, who's like the symbiotic species, mm-hmm. and this and the 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 parasite is in a new it's in a it's in a woman now. So then they meet up with their old lover and oh my god, they're lesbians now. Or are they? Is like, that okay? Yeah, because yeah. like I remember Dr. Crusher was like, Am I into this? Like, am I attracted to you or your body? And it was blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, when you're dating a parasitic slug, these things happen, you know? When you're dating a slug person, the slug on on the inside is what matters. What should matter. I know. Can you imagine being like, man, I really like you. Oh, I'm like a slug inside. It's like, so when we fuck, are we gonna like, is the slug gonna come out or what? Ooh, that, what? Yeah, when you fuck, are you gonna fuck the slug? Mmm. How? No, I don't wanna know. Have you ever seen slugs fucking? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 
by the way, I'm really sorry if I'm coughing a lot today. I'm uh, dying. and Don't touch me and don't breathe on me. I'm trying to stay far away. I, uh, but I did four hours of homework today before I came over so that we could do all this stuff for you guys. You're welcome. Are we recording on Saturday after this? Uh, yes, Saturday. Okay. I, what's the next thing? Uh, I was going to talk about the SNES classic. What about it? The, the, like the little, the little. Yeah, I know. They're making the new SNES yeah, but it's, like, the limited quantity bullshit. Well, they did the limited quantity bullshit with the other one, too. The yeah. NES classic. hmm I just, like, I think it's such a shame that they make it in such limited quantities. There must be something that they're trying to do with that, like, in terms of, I think they're trying to maintain a company image where they're not throwing things out (laughs) i understand like i understand like it's weird because like i understand why they're doing it but an unfortunate side effect of when you restrict quantities so much is that you create a black market Mm -hmm. for things so like if they make it so that stores only get three of these things at a time the people who show up and buy them are either going to be like super fans or they're going to be people who are going to go sell it on eBay for 600 bucks. I would like to know what their actual plan is. Plan for because they keep doing it. They did it with Amiibos, they did it with all kinds of shit. So I'm just like wondering like what is the what's the game plan? Yeah, what's the game plan because I'm sure there's one. I have no idea. Like Nintendo is so hard to read. Predict. Read. Yeah. Really hard to read because you never, there's just no way of knowing what they're going to (laughs) do is going to take off or not. It's just impossible. There's actually no way of knowing. Yeah. It's not like what we said about the podcast numbers. This, with Nintendo, there really is no way of knowing. There's just no way of knowing. Because they'll be like, we're coming out with this idea. And you're like, that looks stupid. And they're like, it's the biggest deal ever. And you're like, I have no idea how to predict Nintendo. Everything else, like EA, like other publishers are like, yeah, they usually do this. Bethesda's going down this weird line. You you kind of can predict what's going on. Yeah. With Nintendo, you're like, who knows? Who has a fucking clue? I don't what know. Th- one thing you can predict is that they usually do the last game of their previous console and the first game of their new console at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, Breath of the Wild and... Um, Twilight Princess, you know, Twilight Princess came out on the edge of the Wii to the GameCube, and then Breath of the Wild came out on the Wii U and the Switch, so I think they have a really good game plan when it comes to their releases, because they're like, well, not everyone's going to be buying the Switch, but we're going to have this game that will have the backup numbers of the Wii U, so they can have, like, a fully fleshed out launch title for their game, because mm-hmm. launch titles are usually suck. Yeah, and so I think they did a really good <laughs> Xbox, yeah, Xbox, <laughs> PlayStation. They're always bad, but they have this really good way of being like, "Oh, we're just gonna have it come out on the same time on both systems," mm-hmm. but it's gonna be really fucking awesome on the new one because it because the new one will have some sort of new gimmick, like you know, you can lay in bed playing Breath of the Wild or something. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got Skyrim on the Switch now. Is that out yet? Yeah, I guess I'll buy that three the third time, third fourth time, fourth time. 
that like I would actually I would be interested in that. It's like that's the thing though is that like I'm like I don't want to buy uh, I I don't know. You don't want to buy Skyrim again? No, I don't want to buy a Switch. Then don't buy a Switch. But I want to play Skyrim on a handheld. Well, I, I tried to let you play with my Switch when I first got it. You said, no, I don't want to. No, because I wanted to talk to you. I'm drinking water. I literally, I literally got into the car and she like hands me a gaming console and she's like, here you go. I don't want to talk to you. I was like, okay. Okay, that's literally not what I said. Yes, it is. It's not what I said. It that's is. That's how you, you interpreted. You how That's how you interpreted the thing. What I was doing is look at my new Switch do you want to play with it so you know what to say when people ask you about it? I don't... See, I don't recall there being a do you want to in that conversation. Whatever. It's over. You were like, you were like, it's already open. And I was like, oh no, that's okay. And you were like, no, play it. Do it now. Because like, it's fun. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, what's the next story? Um, a, So Epic Games... Fortnite developer Epic Games has been banning cheaters from its survival shooter, but one of... Um, What's the survival and, shooter? Uh, Fortnite. Oh, okay. And... I'm an idiot. <laughs> Fortnite developer <laughs> Epic Games, um, but they're also filing lawsuits against the biggest offenders. What? One of whom is a 14-year-old... And so now the parents are kind of like, whoa, 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 hold, hold on. The phone. First of all, even threatening the lawsuit costs money. Who the fuck do they think they are? What is this kid doing? See, that's what I'm wondering. Okay, so I'm afraid that I'm like reacting, like you're overreacting when it's like the kid stole 1.3 million dollars worth of assets or something. They, see, they obtained existing cheats and used those cheats during a game with live stream. Um, so he was a harassing. multitude of other individuals have and currently are doing this as blah, blah, blah. <coughs> <coughs> they claim that he, um they claim that he modified the game and so live streamed what? it okay <laughs> um it still is not a good reason it's okay. They're claiming that the case is based on the developer's loss of profits. How? I don't know. This is dumb. So I well no 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 because I don't know if what they mean because if you modify it, the game is free to play. So if they if you modify the game, you could essentially get all of the stuff that's paid without having to pay for it. That doesn't mean you can sue them. You just cheated at their game. Well, you technically took products with. Out paying for them. I don't know. I'm not saying that you should be able to sue them, but that's what that's what their argument is. Like, if if that were the case, then you could modify the game so that you could have like I don't know. They're doing more harm to themselves than they're helping if they do this. I would have to agree because they're making themselves look like asses. Yeah. I mean, I mean, unless they're saying that the problem is so, well, I don't know. It's it sounds very familiar to see what to I'm, what music I'm, what companies. I'm, what I'm also wondering though, if he if if he modified it and showed people how he modified it, that's an issue. Because right. if you're modifying it and you show people how, so that they can all get free product, that becomes like a very big problem. This the, article doesn't make it clear. 
So, oh, so he used the cheats during a game via a live stream, which they... So this is just reminding me of the whole situation back when music companies were suing 12-year-olds for torrenting music. And it's just, yeah, they're stealing it, but you're making yourself look like a fucking asshole. So, like, the better solution is to find some other way of preventing cheating. Because, Mm. yes, okay, they stole from you, but you're making yourself look worse by doing that. Yeah. I mean, the solution... Obviously isn't to ban isn't is not to sue a fourteen year old because they're a minor anyway. Um the I think that the real the real issue comes not with like I am one person that downloaded a piece of music. It's I it's like if you showed other people how to modify the game so that they don't have to pay for things. Mm-hmm. That I think that that's what their argument is. Yeah, I understand what their argument is, but the way they're going about it is pretty. It's not good for them in terms of, like, right now I'm thinking, wow, what a bunch of douches for stewing a 14 year old. Like, even if the 14 year, most people when they're playing a game, they just don't think of it as stealing is wrong. <laughs> but. When you're faced, when you're a big company facing, you know, a mass of people who don't really take your product seriously and they're stealing from you, the best way is to find a way to make your product more convenient than free. Yeah. That's how people fought game pirating. That's how people fought music pirating. By making it so your product is more convenient than free. But how do you make it? How do you make it any more convenient if there's, like, in-app purchases or whatever? So what I'm saying is, let's take, for example, uh, video game pirating. It used to be a really, really big problem. Yeah. But Steam came along, and they made buying and running and, like, refunding games so easy that people were like, I'm willing to buy that game mm. and, and have it go through Steam. Like, Steam pretty much saved the PC market. Some people might disagree. To me, I think they did because they made their products and they made it so other people's games and stuff could be played in a simple way. Yeah. They streamlined, um, you know, I guess, the word I'm looking for. Um, but that, like, instead of, like, attacking the people who were going to pirate and steal, they made things easier so the people who were on the edge... We're going to do it anyway. But this is a different circumstance because they're messing with the games economy, which it can be difficult to yeah. figure out. So they're going to have to figure out their own solution. But I'm just, like, comparing that to other situations where large companies well, have Well, it's the same attacked. thing with music and, like, iTunes. Yep. So iTunes like, made it easier and more convenient than it being free. Yeah. I don't know how, like... If somebody already has the game, I don't know how you make that, make the purchasing system any easier. Well, what I'm saying is that they're going to have to figure that out for themselves. Yeah. Because this Ooh, is... helicopter. Whoa. We're being spied on. No. They're specifically watching me. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But I think, uh, I'm saying that this is a similar situation. I have no... Obviously, I don't have enough expertise to give them any advice, but I know for a fact that suing your people who are potentially your fans of your work 
uh, is not going to make you look good to your fandom and you're going to lose a lot of respect from the community and in the games industry that's actually pretty important because in the games industry people's opinion of a developer actually affects your sales and stuff mm-hmm. so i think you know they, they they're right they don't want to be stolen from but suing your fans is not a good idea there is another interesting ripple to this case which is that there's so what his mother says is that um, his, the kid's mother says that the kid obtained existing cheats from a website, from like a public website. So what? So like, no, 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 no. But this is like, this is definitely like a, like he said, she said, like, can they prove that he modified the game? Because if so, if so, at the very least, that goes against the Copyright Act. Um, there's, and like, but should you go after the website where the cheats are? Because that would make more sense, like, rather than going after a single individual that used them. Basically, I'm just, I'm not bringing this up because I have, like, an answer or, like, even, It's just interesting news. Even a particular opinion about, like, what's the right course of action. But I think it's interesting to look at cases like this because, you know... Can you sue someone for cheating in your game? Yeah, can, can you can you sue someone for cheating in your game or for modifying your game or for showing other people how to modify the game? Um, it like when cases like this come up, you always wonder like if is this going to be like another case where it just kind of like falls flat and nothing happens, or well, will it be like a precedent that is set? You know, yeah. um, in which case it's always important to pay attention to. So, um, and. So, James Franco is going to be doing an X-Men spinoff. I'm over James Franco. It's going to be... Okay. Wait, he's not a creep, right? James Franco? Yeah. Not that I know of. Okay. Well, then, you know, the bar is so low that if he's not a creep, then I guess he's okay. I shouldn't talk shit because he's not a creep. And at least he's not Hold a creep. On. Let me just do a quick Google. To <laughs> is James Franco a creep? <laughs> let me just look up James Franco, and I'm assuming that if he's been accused of anything, it will have been written about very recently. Um, I don't see anything about it. I Yeah, you know what? His new film's coming out, and I'm not hearing anything bad. So he did The Disaster Artist, which is that film about... Um, the Room. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing that, but first, you know, we gotta watch the room first. <laughs> I know. I've I heard I heard inter- some interesting things about it actually, but the X Men property that James Franco is going to be working on is going to be like more like adult oriented, not not as in like porn, but like Deadpool or Logan. Where it's, like, clearly not for kids. What I'm worried about is that James Franco is not a very good director. He's a good think... actor. He is a good artist. He is a good, a lot of things. I don't, but think, he's... He's, I don't think he's directing it. I so think what is he doing? He's just the actor. Oh, he's just the actor? Yeah. He's not directing it? No. So I don't understand. Who is he playing? Um, I mean, they're showing... Let's see... Jamie Madrox, better known as Multiple Man. Oh, so he's just going to be a character in one of them. No, but I think, but this is going to be, like, a new, 
like this is going to be like a new series so it's like kind of like how like so the x-men movies right now follow have their own canon but they also follow like a cast of characters mm-hmm. i think that this is going to be like one person yeah. like the punisher or whoever like where it just follows like a single character single watched- x-man I, uh... The Punisher is good. I saw it. And I was like, wow, this is really good. (laughs) Because I tried to... I like Jessica Jones. I like Luke Cage. Hated Iron Fist. Couldn't watch it. Oh, I never... I didn't even watch it because I heard other people talk about it. No, no, I saw Iron Fist in The Defenders. And he was actively ruining it. (laughs) Because he was like, I'm just... I like I have this cringy tattoo on my chest and my Asian girlfriend. And I got the power of a dragon. While, like, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then, you know, Daredevil's walking around being like, eh, I'm blind with the power to see. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't, Did you watch Daredevil? I watched some of Daredevil, and I just was kept getting really annoyed with him because I was like, I don't know. I just, he just isn't for me. Oh, you should have watched all of Daredevil before you watched The Punisher. Oh, Why? Because they introduce him in Daredevil. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, am I missing a season? Yeah. <laughs> you miss you miss his whole introduction. You also miss like all the stuff with Karen. Who? Karen, the wo- the woman, the girl from True Blood. Oh. The reporter. Because I was like watching it and I was like, oh like they must be like jumping in to like whatever. And then I was like sitting here like, I am missing something. I don't know what it is, but I love this story. Yeah, I, mean. I think his story is way cooler than Daredevil, and he and I like how he's just like, no, I'm gonna kill him. Did you watch season two of Daredevil? No, oh, you miss Electra, man. You you. I just don't you, like Daredevil. You cut out before all the good shit. I don't like Daredevil. It's annoying, and his his problems are annoying. Anyway, I don't think any of Daredevil's problems are like. I guess it's just not for me. I much prefer Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And when I they were get in the into de- Luke Cage. I loved Luke Cage. I got like 15 minutes into the first episode and was bored. I loved it. It was great. I don't know why. I would love to like watch it again because I really like him in Jessica Jones. And like I like his character, but I don't know. It's- I really liked his storyline and then uh I just liked everything about it cuz it just felt more like Jessica Joes and Luke Cage's, their storylines are a lot more, I guess, relatable. Because when I tried to watch Iron Fist, I was like, I have no idea what any of your problems are. You're, what, a dragon? I don't know. Mm. And then Daredevil, you know, I think he probably is a little bit more down to earth. But it's like, I have been trained since birth to do this thing and blah, blah, blah. It just makes it harder for me to relate to him as a normal person Mm -hmm. does that make sense and i know like it's cool that like somebody earns their powers earns their like talents and everything like that it's just harder for me because jessica the powers just happen to her and she has all these other problems happening luke cage powers like happen to him and he has all these other problems happening like he has issues outside of his like powers does that make sense yeah and I felt like I could really connect with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones in a way that I can't connect with the other people. But the Punisher, even though I couldn't relate to his specific problems, they felt like real problems. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. 
I was like, I get, because, like, there was that side character, and I was like, oh, like, I'm really, I I don't want to say that I understand, like, how vets feel, but I was like, I can see how this can, like, why this traumatic thing can happen, and you're not getting support, so that's why certain people end up doing certain things, and, like, resort to this type of thing, because they're not getting the support they need, and everyone took advantage of them, and blah, blah, blah. Mm Mm-hmm. I, um, the one thing that did annoy me about the Punisher is that, like, aside from his, like, veteran backstory, the other element of his backstory, like, the driving force behind, like, why he does everything is, like, the same reason why any dude does anything in, like, every video game. My family! Yeah. (laughs) I kind of, like... And and it felt like, and it, it, it didn't feel like, um... It didn't feel developed to me. It felt like they they called back to it a lot, but they never actually gave you, like, the, uh, the was... substance behind it. It's just, like, they kind of just kept, like, telling you, like, oh, this is why, this is why, his family, his family, his family. But I, st- I never felt connected to his family. When I was watching it, I really felt like his family was a reason, but it wasn't the, the reason. Because, like, there's a few times where he talks about how, like, he seems to be aware of all his emotional issues, and then he goes, and my solution is killing them. I like that he is so dead set on murdering everyone. And I know that, like, that doesn't make him a good person. Have you read the comics at all? No, but, like, let me just... He talks about, like, how... When his family was alive, there were times where he would rather be on the battlefield. And he's like, and I, that's just something I have to live with. And I think it just, I think it makes him an interesting character because he's not really an inherently good person. Mm-hmm. I, he's kind of just, on the scale of good to evil, he's like kind of getting close to evil. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to kill people. And he's like, well, we can just turn them. And he's like, no. I want to kill them. Mm-hmm. I want to kill them all. And, and everyone's like, I guess, okay. He's just pretty much just a bad dude. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't get along with any of the Defenders or the Avengers or any Avengers at all. Wait, wait. Isn't he in the Defenders? No. He's not in the Defenders. Which which one am I thinking of? The Punisher? Yeah. Well, I don't think he's in the Marvel. I don't think he's in the Netflix Defenders. But it's the Punisher. Wait. No, Iron, oh, Iron Fist, Luke, okay, yeah, you're right. He would not get along with them because they have qualms about killing people. They have morals. I know, because there's that whole thing in the defense, they're like, we should kill him, they're like, no, 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 and then if the Punisher, he'd be like, what, fuck, just shoot him, he's dead now. He wouldn't ask questions, he would just do it. (laughs) He wouldn't, he he would, like, why they were arguing, he'd be like, I already, he's, sorry, I didn't, I thought this was just what we were doing. Mm Um, in other weird news, because you said you wanted a weird news segment. Yeah. Okay, people are making cults and prisons in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. <laughs> prisons? Yep. So, okay. <laughs> what? So, I don't know if you've played... I have not played the game, but I've seen a lot of people playing it, and this is a very interesting trend is that there are some uh, peculiarities in how people can construct things in Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. And make it so that you can create, like, prisons for people. And you can also create cults. So if you, one of the examples is, like, if you set up a lamp 
in your little campsite. Do you know what Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is? I've heard of it. Just keep telling me. So if you set up a lamp, one of the people like from the little village will come and they will like turn it on and off and they'll stand in front of it. So people have been just like lining up like 30 lamps with all of these people just like facing the lamps and facing like a single person so that it looks like they're like worshiping at some sort of cult. Or they set up a bunch of fences and like fence in people into the, all these little padlocks. How does this game work? <laughs> um, I really don't know. Uh, let's see. Another one is that the man, okay, the man who plans to launch himself in a homemade rocket has had to delay his launch because he was unable to get permits. Oh, the, the astronaut farmer? No, okay, Billy he's, Bob he's the guy who thinks the Earth is flat, and so he got a bunch of people who think the Earth is flat. Oh, that's D.O.G. D.O.D. or whatever. What's his name? The rapper? No. Yeah, he. that's No, the this rap- guy's name is Mike Hughes. Oh. There's more than one person who thinks the Earth is flat. I thought for a long time that, like, it wasn't a thing, but I guess it's pulling traction, and there's, like, conventions that people go to in real life to talk about how the Earth is flat. But I want to know, I need to know, this question is never answered by anyone, is why? (laughs) Why would there be a conspiracy for there to be, you finished the story, but I just, like, why? What What is the goal of lying to us about it being... Brown. Well, here's what I want to know. Uh, if that were me. the case, then how could you be, like, there wouldn't be time zones. There would be no, there would be no such thing as time zones I if think Earth was flat and reasons. we just all faint, face the sun. No, 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 no. They think that the sun, like, comes at angles or something. I read this because I was like, oh. I need to know why and how. They have explanations for all the different things, like, they're making you think that the world is round, <laughs> like you're getting like implanted memories and all this shit. I'm like, uh, yes, okay, you have reasons for all of this, but why? Why do we not? Why are we not allowed to know that the Earth is flat? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the reason why? Like, if the Earth is flat, why is that? Why wouldn't they just tell us? Yeah, what? Why can't we know that? I don't know. I know, it's kind of fascinating, isn't it? But anyways, so he was going to launch himself into the air. To see? He, so, it's really funny because he's like, he's a, he's a self-taught rocket scientist. Oh no, he's gonna die. Who has, who believes that science is a joke. Wait. Yeah. Yep. So he's like, he says, I don't believe in science. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air about the certain size of rocket nozzles and thrust. But that's not science. That's just a formula. There's no difference between science and science fiction. Okay. I don't, like, there's nothing, what can I say to that? I don't know, right? Like, <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> that's just like one of those things you're like, okay, well, um, see ya. However, some are pointing out about whether his flat eartherism is actually just opportunistic because he only seems to have converted to this philosophy after he failed to come up with the money to fund the project on his own. So he may just be pretending to be a flat earther in order to How? trick 
the good citizens who believe the earth is flat into funding his rocket project. Oh no, Ross and Carrie, they recently went to a flat earther convention oh, and talked about like all of the stuff and like I was just like and like the whole time I'm listening and I'm like, did they ever tell you why? Why they I just I can't get over I really want to know what is the reason why it's Why can't like, we know? Why can't we know? Like according to these like theorists and stuff. Okay, I I've read a lot of flat earth, you know, science. Because I was just like, you how do you like come up with these things? Yeah. It's like, okay, so there when they go in the airplane, they give you false memories of seeing the horizon curved or they have like fake pictures. Blah 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 time zones oh the sun comes at weird angles blah 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 (coughs) but why (laughs) why what is the point of this yeah i don't know but i mean i guess you could say that about a lot of the conspiracy theory type things is that like yeah i mean like i can understand why there would be so not that i think that there is a conspiracy to cover up alien activity but i can understand why there would be one because people would freak the fuck out like i fully think you know what i mean like people would lose their minds and i could understand why there would be a conspiracy to cover stuff up like that but for some of like the more mundane things like the moon landing like does that matter they people think the, they think they think the moon landing because we were fighting the Soviets. At least that has a reason. I mean, it has know? a reason, but like, what would the reason be now? Because like, what do you mean? You think they would like admit to faking the moon landing? Well, but I'm just I don't know. Well, now they they got to stick with the lie. I guess so. I don't think the moon landing was faked, but with the with the logic you know, logic is you know they faked it back then, and now we can't lie because. You know, that's one of our big crowning achievements as the United States is getting to the moon first. Mm-hmm. What are some other good uh, conspiracy theories? Lizard people? Yeah. What? I... <laughs> okay. But um, why? <laughs> I don't know. Why? But I mean, I don't know. Um, in other weird news, a Catholic school statue <laughs> had to be covered up you got to see a picture of it for being gross and weird. But it was, wait. And so there was a statue created for a Catholic school, but they had to. Oh, ew. No. Yeah, no. they're right. That's yep. true. Get it's, rid of uh, it. Yep. So basically it is a statue of like, a, I don't know, some like monk or like dude. If we didn't have pedophiles, that would be a fine picture, but it's not. Yeah. So basically he's covering, he's handing a, like a piece of bread or like a little loaf of bread to an orphan, but it's like right where something right where his dick is. It's right where his junk would be, and so it looks like he's handing the kid his dick, and it's just not good. Um, so, uh, <laughs> everyone. Some people think it's hilarious. Other people think it's really not. Um, yeah. So. Get rid of it. Get rid. So get rid of it. Well, I mean, I guess everyone has the right to show their art, and you know, whoever made it probably wasn't thinking about pedophiles. But well, I think that it was, yeah. And also sometimes, like the way that something appears in concept, 
you know, like, because you usually sketch out a, con- like, concept art before you make any sort of statue or anything, mm-hmm. and it probably did not look as suggestive. Well, they probably, because they, okay, whoever's making it, because whoever made it was not a pedophile, so they thought, dude, giving the kid some bread. Like, they didn't have any perverted thoughts about it. And then, you know, when you put it up, everyone's like, yeah, because they're thinking about the Catholic Church, like, shit that's happened, you know? Yeah, so I remember there was a post going around on Tumblr about the church that they commissioned an artist to make a statue of Satan. Okay. I think it was Satan. Somebody, some evil person with wings. But anyways, the original statue that was created was, like, super sexy. And and the church was like, oh no 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 no, we can't we can't have this. And so they commissioned the guy's brother to make another statue. Rude. And no no, no but he creates an even sexier Satan statue. And they were like, God damn it! Like, because it's like it's like it's like Satan basically like in kind of like a like a little waist toga with like these wings, and he's like looking all like ripped and like yeah but jesus is sexy ripped. jesus is kind of hot yeah but they usually show him like being like oh i'm like being crucified and yeah it's a confusing moment um <laughs> whereas like with with satan there was no like hint that it was evil i guess they wanted him to look more menacing i don't know instead he just looked like a really sexy guy with wings <laughs> <laughs> Well, why didn't they, like, make him into a goat dude or something? I would assume that that's what you would want to do, because, like, whenever they want to make somebody, like, truly evil like that, they kind of give them, like, animal features. So they're like, there. People won't want to fuck that. That's good. But they're wrong. But they're wrong. (laughs) They're wrong because people do want to fuck it. (laughs) Um, Did you have any books to recommend this week? No. No? I don't have any books. Oh, wait. No, I don't have any. I don't have any new ones. Um, so I just finished The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. Uh, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but if you like queer stories that are, like, adventure books and not just, like, like, it has, it's just, it's a very... It's adventure with queerness? Yeah. Okay. The the main character is... That's what I, I, like, people don't, like... They're like, well, why don't you just play a dating sim? Like, no, you don't understand. Like, it needs to be the whole package. Yeah, so I actually, I read an interview with her, where with the author, where she was talking about how, like, she was like, yeah, like, I wanted to create, you know, I wrote, I wrote this book because I wanted to create the story that I wanted to see, which was, like, a book where, like, queerness is, like, a central part, but it's not, like... The entire story. Yeah, that's why I like the Tamir trilogy so much because it's about magical trans girl, but she, that's not like the main part of the story. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's really cute. This isn't giving anything away, but the main character is a bisexual man who has a crush on his best friend, and yeah, it's just it's very cute. There were there were like a couple things that I wish it had like delved a little bit more into, but there was like overall lots of cuteness. And if you want to listen to it for free, you can go to audibletrial.com/geekremix, listen to a free audiobook. This is actually one of those books that I would probably recommend an audiobook for over a paper book because the narrator is like so spot on. He the main character is kind of 
an asshole, mm -hmm. and the narrator is, like, really perfect without being annoying. Can I recommend not a book? Like, not recommend a book? Oh, like, tell people not to read something? Don't get Fifty Shades of Grey on audiobook. Whoever the lady is who's doing it is so bad. First of all, don't get Fifty Shades of Grey at all. I thought the book was gross. And you guys know, I have a gross sexuality. And I was reading it being like, waiting to be aroused. It never happened. And then I thought, maybe I just don't like it because it's a man and a woman. Maybe if I switch the roles, the woman's being, like, dominant. So I just pretended mm -hmm. for a while. And then I was like, this is still gross. Maybe if I pretend it's two women. No, it's still gross. No, you should... Watch the movie and listen to our riff track of it while you watch it. We still have to do the second one. I know. But, like, it was... Why is all the sex scenes are just gross? It's just gross. <laughs> Where you're, like, waiting to be aroused, but you're like, why are you describing it like that? I know. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, today's podcast is also sponsored by BarkBox. You can get one free extra month of BarkBox by going to www.getbarkbox.com. That's for puppers, right? Will you let me finish the link so okay. that people know where to go? Okay. www.getbarkbox.com slash geekremix. So BarkBox, if you haven't heard of it before, is a monthly subscription box that delivers toys and treats for your dog. The boxes are have a mystery theme, so each month there will be a cute theme like Jurassic Bark with dinosaur toys, or the good, the bad, and the pugly, which is just hilarious. Um, they have different options depending on the size of your dog, and with a 6 or 12 month subscription you'll get one free box. So if you want to treat your little AJ to some good stuff and support us in the process, you can go to getbarkbox.com slash geekremix. Imagine the happiness on your dog's face. The toys are so cute. Yeah? Yeah, so I went and looked through, like, all of the... And and they, they, they tell you more about, like, how they make them. Mm -hmm. So, like, whether one is, like, a squeaky toy or whether one is, like, made out of a special fabric so that, like, if your dog... Choose it, it apart, it won't, like, wreck your dog. Yeah, AJ likes to destroy his toys, so I always have to get him new ones. Yeah, and I think that that's partly why they deliver, like, monthly, so that, you know, when your dog, like, rips apart the toys, it can just have new ones. Because it comes with treats? Yeah, it comes with, uh, it comes with a couple treats, and then it comes with a couple toys. Cool. And the boxes are all the same price, regardless of what size your dog is, but it does change, like, what... It, what you get. What you get. So that way it's best suited to the size of your dog. Uh, we had a couple questions this week. So first was, uh, well, the okay, so the first one is a question. The second one's a topic. So question is, I think it would be interesting if you guys talked about your process for creating content for the channel. Do you have a schedule? How do you sort it out? And how do you manage to create so constantly? Um, Stacy. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna punch me. <laughs> I, I, put my, I put my hand in front of her face like I was holding out a microphone for her to answer. <laughs> I was like, what? But, but I did it very exuberantly. <laughs> She's gonna punch me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so we record once or twice a week for a few hours, and then I take that footage and I cut it up into pieces. And 
Um, and I should be doing, like, for this week, I'm probably gonna have to edit out Stacy's coughs, because for some people, that upsets people. I'm very sorry. You're not. What? No, I they just... Don't, they don't know it's gonna happen, because it's gone now. No, because that. I'm assuming you're gonna forget. Oh. Okay, then yes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we just, we just try and, like, coordinate as much as we can. It's kind of stinky, in a way, because Stacy then doesn't have a lot of time to do other social engagements. And most of the people I try to hang out with are only free on the weekend. And I'm like, well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, so we have... So those of you who have been following the channel for a while probably know that Mari and I used to live an hour apart. Uh, we don't anymore. We live about, like, 10, 15-minute walk away from each other, which really, really helps for recording that's why we've been able to stream more over the past couple months mm -hmm. um it's really helped us in terms of like having time to create more content and actually not even just in terms of more content but just not going crazy while we're trying to do it you know yeah because the hour-long drive it's like really upsetting for me because when i'm stuck in one place because I, it's an hour-long drive it's an hour-long drive and also <laughs> i have ocd so sometimes intrusive thoughts like increasingly upset me the whole time and I can't get away yeah. and I also feel stuck or trapped and then by the time we record I would be like perturbed but yeah. now I'm like a lot I wouldn't say chill but I would never say chill <laughs> chill is not a word I would use to describe you I feel like I but... can be pretty chill sometimes um, when I'm asleep uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah, and I don't think, we don't really have, like, a consistent schedule in terms of, like, oh, we always record on, like, this day, or, oh, we always record for, like, this amount of time, because it really depends on, like, what else is going on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still in school until the end of the year, and I work most days of the week in an office, so... We don't really have, like, an everyday schedule. I know that one person was saying, like, oh, it seems like you record all your footage and then, like, chop it up. And they were saying, like, I think I would rather do it in shorter blocks. But, like, we don't really have that option. Mm-mm. Um, maybe next year, but not right now. Yeah, maybe maybe at a different time, but not right now. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how our schedule goes. Uh, we try to sneak in some streams... Um, now that we're doing better on Patreon, uh, we are record going to be recording podcasts every week, which I like doing because I feel like we get to talk about whatever we want. Yeah. And like, we also get to, it, it feels like almost indulgent because like when we're doing, when we do it during a video, I feel like there's always some people who are like, Oh, like that's a half hour video with like two minutes of gameplay, <laughs> you know? And here, get over it. No, well, don't and, get over it. And here it's, you know, we can spend as long as we want talking about certain, you know, whatever we want. Um, and then the other topic that somebody brought up was if we could talk about um, LGBT plus representation in AAA video games that don't just use characters to show they can have a diverse cast. Besides Bioware and some indie devs, many other companies appear to use... LGBT characters as a way to seem accepting. You know, okay, so, yes, like, I want things to get better than that, but 
I also want to say, like, if developers are doing that, that means we've come a really long way. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, there's nothing... If they'll even bother to try to seem accepting... That's a big deal. That is a really big deal. It's kind of like when people are like, oh, like, they, they don't believe in diversity. They're just pandering. And I'm like, okay, that's usually the first step. Yeah, like, oh, they're just pandering to you. I'm like, yeah, because I have money and I want to I want to buy it. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with pandering. Yes, I want things to get better. I want to have better characters, blah, blah, blah. But when somebody's like, oh, they're just putting the gay character into a piece of gays. And I'm like, that's wonderful. That's a really good thing. Or like... I would love the gays to be appeased or trans people to be appeased. Because or do you know what else started out as appeasement was having female protagonists in games. Yeah, and that it was just happening with Bioware and indie games. And then people saw how popular the indie games were getting with the female characters and how that was trending. And we made that notice like five years, four years ago. We were like, yeah, that's how it's going to progress. There's going to be a bunch of female indie games, and then there's going to be. And then look, we have Horizon Zero Dawn. Which we have is... Lara Croft coming back, who came back, and like all these other games. So I think, um, I think that I hope that trend is going to continue. Yes, there will be people who are going to be negative and naysayers and try to because you know that's scary for people who just don't want to accept those things. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm not really too surprised when you get people kind of reacting negatively to, like, female protagonists or gay protagonists or, like, people of color. Not because I'm being overly pessimistic about people's attitudes, but because it's, like, when people are not used to seeing that at all, and then all of a sudden, like, it's, like, a shift change, and, like, all of a sudden all this stuff starts being introduced, it's, like... Even even a little bit of difference to some people is going to appear, like, wildly different. I remember when Dragon Age Inquisition came out, people were like, wow, the cast is, like, almost all women. And, you know, and then I actually, like, looked at the cast. It's, like, 50% women. Yeah. And it just yeah. seemed like a lot. Yeah, because it's so different. Because it was like, why are there so many women in charge? Blah, 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 blah. And Yeah. But if you actually, like, pay attention, you'll see that it's, like, not at all. You know, they've done research about how um, how people... I think I have actually talked about this on a video before, but I'm going to bring it up again. So they've done research about how, like, majority groups view... Minor, not uh, Like, minority group um, participation in mm-hmm. their groups. So, like, a group that is in the majority, such as, like, I, whether it's men or, like, white people in a, in a given space... Mm-hmm. When, or, and you know, it might be women in, in a given space, mm-hmm. in a different type of space. When they see, like, a minority group that's at, like, 30%, mm-hmm. they view that as 50-50. And when it's actually, like, 40 or 50%, they view it as a majority. Because they're not used to seeing anything close to parity. They're used to being in the majority. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's, like, and sometimes, you know, it's because people... They're just, they're used to being in the majority. And so then when they, when they see like minority groups gaining in presence, they. It seems like a big deal. Yeah. But all in all, I think pandering is great. It feels good. 
feels good. Like, people try to use that as an insult. Like, oh, Life is Strange is just trying to pander to lesbians. So I was like, oh, great. yeah, that's awesome. They I love it. They also created an awesome game. Yes. <laughs> great. Good. And it's like, well, they queer baited. And I'm like, you can make that argument. And then they improved on it in their prequel by making it super duper gay. Technically different developers. You know what I mean, though. But yes, I know what you mean. The, but I, I feel like, you know... It, at the time, in 2015, having that kind of protagonist was still a big deal. And it was it, a very big deal. It was a big deal. You know, I know that people are like, there's so many lesbian games, but are there really? Because Stacy and I are always looking for lesbian games and not like dating sims and stuff, but like... Actual... I, not, well, not, a, not the you same... Know, that, you know what I mean. Like... It's yeah. hard. Sorry. Sorry to all the dating sim developers that I just insulted. Dating sims are real, but we're talking about, like, a game that's not just about dating. Yeah. When Um, you have a game that's, like, a whole story, and then the person just happens to be like you, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful, and that's pretty cool, because I know that dating sims are cool, but, like, when I'm playing Mass Effect, I love playing the game and having the romance and taking my romance partner with me on my squad to have that full experience. It's not just about the romance, but, like, it makes that romance feel more real. I want to be both a badass Marine in space and be in love with an alien. You know what? This is exactly what we were talking about with the book that I recommended, The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue, because... It's like you get both. You get the romance and you get the action-adventure story. Because when you're fantasizing in your head, I can't speak for everyone, but in my head, I like to fantasize an entire thing where, like, I fight dragons, but I got, like, 17 lovers, Mm -hmm. you know? And they all respect me because I'm the dragon fighter. Like, that's important to the whole thing, okay? So, like, you you can't... It's got to be more than just the romance. It's kind of like, you know, one of the things that even though, so Dream Daddy is obviously a dating sim, but one of the things that made Dream Daddy for me so special is that a lot of the, the, rom- the one, the character has their own story with Amanda, which is like completely it's- separate from any of the romance which makes it feel like you're, like, really playing this character. And two, a lot of, like, the romances, they feel like like real people. And I don't know if that's because, like, they have kids and, like, they have their own lives, like, outside of, like, your romance. No, that's, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Because going back to the Bioware games, every single character had their own story, and then you could romance them as an option and still get everybody else's stories and stuff. It it just is, like, a more fleshed-out thing. And imagine being, like, David Gator, the creator of Dragon Age, who created Alistair as his own personal husband do, had to make him straight. Husband do. Yeah, he created Alistair based off of, like, Nathan Fillion and shit. Aww. And he couldn't make he like he had to make him straight Aww. doesn't that suck like yeah. if you're a gay lead developer and you're like oh i guess i have to make this guy straight and then you know oh, i guess this... i have to make this dream hunk straight. straight and then uh this like elf dude bisexual but nobody's actually gay mm-hmm. he couldn't have a canonical he the lead writer of a video game who created the world that you guys all love dragon age and he wrote Dorian, in the third game, 
as being canonically gay and based off of his own experiences as a gay man. Can you imagine how annoying that is when you're the lead creator and you can't make a gay character until the third fucking game? Yeah, but you know what? I'm glad that we're starting to progress to the point where, like, like, I don't know, it's... It's comforting, okay? I was trying to put on my headphones, but I didn't. Uh, were there any other topics that you wanted to cover before we wrap things up today? That guy, uh, the guy who's the head transplant guy, he sewed, oh. he sewed the nerves, he, not sewed, but he connected the nerves, the blood vessels, and all the shit from a dead head to a dead body, like two different dead bodies oh because they're practicing right yeah they're practicing so technically it was a success because they were able to stimulate the nerves yeah and it went to the body so technically that is a possibility i'm not a medical professional so maybe that's not really an indicator of anything but it seems like he was able to do it well I want, what are they, what do they want to use that for? Is it, like, if somebody doesn't have, like, if for, like, a spinal cord injury or something? So there's this kid, not a kid, there's an adult man in Russia who volunteered to be the first living human subject. Oh, my God, I remember reading about him. And because, he has a de- degenerative disease. Yes, because basically, isn't it, like, kind of, like, his body is just, just it's just not doing it. Well, yeah. I think, uh, man, I, like, I really don't want to, like, misquote shit, so... Um, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But so they, uh, they think it was a success in terms of a test run. However, I'm still hesitant and fully believing it until I see it. You know, you know how when people are like, they did the first face transplant and you're like, that looks, that looks okay. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, yeah. It's not perfect, but they did it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, medical stuff. I remember, I remember reading a story like where they interviewed a guy who got a face transplant and I think it was because, um, was it because he had, he had tried to commit suicide and it ended up like blowing off like half of his face. And so they transplanted another face onto him and it like for a while, like he was living like without part of his face. Mm -hmm. And so then they transplanted all the features on and it like completely changed his life because, you know, you're essentially walking around carrying with you this, like, very physical reminder of mm-hmm. this horrible time in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think medical procedures like that, like, they can be really life-changing for people. And, I mean, I hope that it works out. Yeah. Uh, I hope that head transplant. I just, you know, seems like a really high hope to have and I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, sometimes between the first time they do something and the time when it actually gets to, like, life-changing part... There might be some space between those two things, but who knows? Ready for uh, this to be done? Or Yeah. No. Well, are you done? Do you have any more topics you want to no. talk about? Okay. So, as a reminder, the podcast is thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you would like to also chip in, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash geekremix. Um, as long as we stay above 400, we'll be doing weekly podcasts and our next goal is $800 to do the video game roast videos. There are no tiers. You can just donate. Yeah, there, there, we didn't make any reward tiers. Everybody gets the same access to content so you can donate whatever you want. Um, we just wanted there to be a place where people could give whatever they choose and feel comfortable with. Um, 
If you want to keep in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Geek Remix a lot. And I'm Geek Remix. This is Mari. <laughs> okay. We did it. All right. Bye, bye everyone.